Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. All right, let's do this. Podcast 70, Parenting During the Coronavirus Pandemic. Sheltering in place. Some of us are calling it staying home. Uh, Some of us are calling it quarantining. This is dedicated to all those parents, adoptive parents, non-adoptive parents. You know, we are all unitedly experiencing changes. There's blessings in it. We get to spend more time with our kids. (laughs) There's a myriad of emotions. Um, You know, social media is flooded with all kinds of comments, suggestions, complaints, and everything in between. Some of it's funny. Some of it, you know, as a parent, um, you know, we we both are parents. Um, I have a blended family. And so in total, we have seven, six of them living in home. And, you know, the ages that our kids are, are... I think every age has its challenges, but we have now an almost nine-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, two 17-year-olds, and then my 23-year-old doesn't live at home. She's on her own and doing amazing. So with our almost nine-year-old, 11-year-old, 13-year-old, 15-year-old, and two 17-year-olds, us being quarantined as a family of eight... (laughs) is uh, something for reality TV. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then with your son, he's on his own, like my oldest is. Right. And is he is he quarantined right now? Yes, he's uh, he's no longer working because he works at a mall. So that's all been shut down. And he is living with his girlfriend and her parents, but they're all pretty much quarantined. She's still going to work, however. And she works for like not a retirement home, but where they take care of the elderly. So every day she goes into work, she's got to get her temperature done and they keep a sharp eye on any symptoms and things like that. Because boy, that could be just tragic. And I think John's being very responsible because he's like, she's in a position where she could do a lot of damage if I make a mistake. So he's very fastidious about, you know, self-quarantine. Does he stand at the front door with a hose and a bottle of bleach? (laughs) And just do a silkwood shower. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Every single day. (laughs) But uh, yes, he's being very responsible, Um, like all of us. 
my, my 23 year old, she is uh, working from home now. They, she has transitioned to commuting um, at home and, and she doesn't have the best immune system and she's, you know, tiny. And so I'm thrilled that she's at home. Now her roommate does still go uh, into work, but he works um, more in a um, recreational vehicle rental. So it's like RVs and the big, what are, what are the big, the big things, the, not doom buggies. I forget oh. the fancy, but you ride them out in the mm -hmm. and, and, um, that's considered an essential business. Hey, <laughs> why so, not? Um, right. It's not, he's always not flooded with lots of people. Um, but he is, he's doing his part and he's going to work. And, um, because no. I can be an overbearing parent, uh, <laughs> they have gotten a list of what, um, I would really appreciate in parentheticals. Don't even try it. Uh, meaning let's not go to the store. Let's have it delivered. Let's, mm -hmm. um, you know, because if he goes and he brings it home, then my daughter can get it too. So I, unfortunately I'm going to come across as one of those parents that is just overbearing, which is probably true. Um, <laughs> we all have flaws. That's probably mine. It's not the worst one to have for sure. Right. So I have always believed that parenting is the hardest, most challenging and most underrated job. It's the best job in the world, but it doesn't come without bad days, hurt feelings, um, oftentimes regrets over decisions that you've made as a parent, like I should have handled it this way. Or maybe if I had done more education on the forefront, they wouldn't have made this choice. And going into this pandemic, this time of absolute, I don't want to say chaos because it's not chaos, but it's, it's so unprecedented. We've never experienced it in our lifetimes. We've never been in this type of situation. You know, schools are closed. So kids are at home. Uh, they're not able to go to their friends' houses or the mall or the movies. And, you know, with us having four teenagers at home, almost five teenagers at home, you know, our kids are, are social. And this is tough because uh, four of our kids play sports and they're unable to play sports right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's an issue for them. And I'm sure, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of other kids are experiencing the same thing. Um, but I think as parents to step back for a moment and say, okay, it's not just us as adults that are experiencing this crisis, this pandemic, this change in our everyday lives, our kids are too. And when we're stressed, they can feel it and we're stressing them out. It's and, contagious. Oh, absolutely. And mm. I, I think that, you know, they, they do hear the news and they're on social media and we'll be at the dinner table. And one of my kids will pipe up about something that they saw on the news. And I'm thinking, you're watching the news? Like, <laughs> I. <laughs> what 10 year old? I watched the Lost in the Prairie and Dukes of Hazard. Like, why did he, why are you watching this? Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they hear about, you know, even just if they overhear you talking on the phone about, you know, losing a loved one or a loved one being sick or how their grandparents are doing and, and, and the job situation and, you know, they hear all these statistics. And I think that teenagers today are very different from teenagers that you and I were 
in, in our age. Um, and they seem to be, I think, more on top of it than I know I was. You know, they understand what the word furlough meant. In other words, um, and my, my daughter was furloughed. She was uh, working at a Harkins movie theater and she came home and said, okay, mom, here's the paperwork. They told me uh, the CARES Act and unemployment. And, and I said, well, honey, you're part-time. You're not, you're not going to qualify. And, and she said, no, no, no. They, they said CARES Act and try. So she applied. And of course she got denied because she was part-time. Right. Um, but she, she loved going to work. She loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, she is a junior in high school and she's looking at this, like, I'm, I'm running out of time. Like I, this is my time to have fun. And right. Um, before I graduate high school. And I think of those poor seniors this year right. that didn't get to do prom and they didn't, although they're doing the prom, promella. What's a promella? So this summer, um, I'm not, I don't know all the details on it, but mm -hmm. uh, the kids that didn't get to go to prom, they're, they're hosting it. I guess it's, I don't know if it's statewide or certain, I don't know. You know Coachella where all the big stars go? Oh, yes. Um, they're calling it promella. Okay. Got and... It they get to go and have this massive prom. And I said, well, I don't know that that would be fun anyway, because it'd be so many people, you wouldn't see people from your high school. And she said, yeah, okay. And so, you know, both the kids were like, are we going to get to go to Promella? No. <laughs> That's what senior year is for. So right. senior year, um, because now they do like the junior senior prom where mm -hmm. I think senior prom will be just fine. Really? Um, See, we had junior senior prom too. We didn't. <laughs> we had homecoming and then we had right. like a ball, like a winter ball. Huh. I don't remember what it was called. And then prom. Yeah, we had junior senior prom. It, so we got to go two years. Lucky yeah, us. No. I only went one, but see, we were allowed right. to. Uncle Ron only got to go to one prom. There, yeah. I use that when I tell the kids. <laughs> But I went um, when I was a junior, not a senior. I wasn't okay, a popular so kid. Backwards. Yeah, yeah, I did it backwards. Like most things in my life. I wasn't going to go there, Ron. <laughs> so for parents, I think I think there's like three big... Um, I'm going to come at this from both, you know, a professional standpoint and from a personal standpoint. Okay. Because it's much easier to not practice what you preach. You know, it's... It's easy to say and not do. Right. So, um, you know, you and I have, have agreed from day one, we are going to be honest and open and candid. And so I'm going to just do that as a parent because we all, we all make mistakes. We all wish we could have done something different. So working from home with uh, six kids is definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Um, right. I think a lot of people understand that people are telecommuting and they are kinder and making allowances for that. Of course, you know, when we're on the phone, as we're answering it, you know, we're snapping to let everybody know, stop talking, stop the dogs from barking. Um, <laughs> inevitably, the minute the phone rings, the doorbell rings, or, you know, the children, the minute you pick up the phone and you're talking to somebody, they have the most important thing to tell you. Or if you go in the bedroom and shut the door, they knock because then they all of a sudden realize that they forgot something. Mm -hmm. So then they're knocking on the door. It's, it's almost like a magnet. Right. And 
you know, working from home has its own challenges, but now, you know, we have children, a lot of us working from home, telecommuting have children. And not only are we working from home and navigating that and reestablishing rules and guidelines and expectations, we're now faced with their schoolwork. So we're now their teacher. Mm -hmm. And this is a funny story. And I won't win mother of the year for this one. (laughs) Uh, My youngest son is, is almost nine. He's eight. And he is absolutely obsessed with Fortnite. Okay. On the Xbox. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is what he lives and dies for is Fortnite. And uh, obviously one of the moms on the uh, website that I read, that says, don't worry about screen time. So I thought, okay, like I'll relax a little bit and not worry about, you know, the hours that he's on it. And then I started thinking, he really is on that a lot. And he has his own, you know, little laptop and I'm checking with his teacher, making sure that he's doing the assignments and he's telling me, yep, mom, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm, I did it all. And then he's back on Fortnite. And I'm thinking, wow, he's really fast on his schoolwork, but okay. And so then on Thursday, I text his teacher and I said, I just want to double check. Like he's totally up to date, right? Like we're not missing any assignments um, because with my older kids, I can go online and their teacher's list them right well this is not like it like this with him because they have to make up this work like create it it's not and she said oh no no he's missing a little bit and so she sent me these two packets and I thought oh we weren't as on top of it as I thought right so there goes Fortnite yeah but by Fortnite (laughs) until all the packets are complete um the first night that we had the packets. He thought he, we, we don't let him get on Fortnite until nine o'clock in the morning. Cause he'll wake up and want to be on it at six. Like right. he wants to, he slept next to it on the floor, <laughs> like his pillow and his blanket. And he literally slept. Cause they had, he has a little TV in his room with his Fortnite. He literally slept next to the TV and the little entertainment center. Right. I guess he just wanted to be close to it. I don't know. Um, but uh, so yes, so I took the advice and it didn't really work out so well. So now um, I obviously am, his teacher and I have set up like a protocol. So I'll know exactly what he's doing without, because I, again, I'm working full time. Right. So I'm working and I'm trying to make sure that all six of the kids are doing their work and thinking that, you know, he's telling me, oh, I got it. I got it. And I'm thinking, oh, good boy. You know, yeah, right. so proud. <laughs> you know, it's much easier that than, you know, now um, I'll be sitting in my chair at the computer working and I'll turn around and there he is with his laptop going, mom, how do I do this? And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, and math is different than it was when you and I were little and Definitely. you don't. Uh, so then I'm, you know, calling one of his siblings because I want to make sure that it's the exact process and I'm not teaching them the old school way and it's yeah so siblings have been amazing they are my saving grace right now because I don't like homework right I like projects okay like, that makes I sense I love projects I, I kind of love them too much like I I almost take over <laughs> and um this is funny my oldest daughter Again, I'm going to look like this like ah, evil mom, but whatever. When my oldest daughter was younger, 
Mm-hmm. She got to pick somebody that she wanted to do a board about and like do the history. And, and I was really into the crocodile hunter at that time. I was watching all of his shows and I said, I'll help you if you choose the crocodile hunter. And she said, I have to choose the crocodile hunter. I said, yes, if you want me to really help you with it, otherwise you can do it on your own. But so then she said, okay, I'll do the crocodile hunter. Then I was like, this is my board. <laughs> you know, like, back, back off. <laughs> and then I think I even had the nerve to say, what did we get when she got graded on it? We did get an A, by the way. We. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> um, anyway, so I think that we're all learning together. We're, you know, I'm making mistakes. I, I thought I was more on top of my youngest son's work. Um mm-hmm than I was. And now, like I said, what we have set up and what I've learned is there's a foolproof plan. Now, you know, instead of him doing all this work on the computer, I'm printing off the packets and that way I can check the packets. And because there was no way for me to really check to see if he did this on the assignment. Mm -hmm. And so this is much easier for me and I think him. uh, So I can just go through the packets every week and make sure they're completed. And then check his online time. I just time it, you know, 20 minutes on this um, math site and 20 minutes on that English site and read for 20 minutes and, and it's good. So um, live and learn. Well, it is a transition and you're adapting and that's the important thing. I mean, when you see, okay, there is a problem. I mean, it takes more time for you as a parent to go, okay, like you said before, I'm not just a parent right now. I'm also a teacher in a lot of ways. And so it's not easy. Good for you for for making those changes that you've needed to make. And of course, nobody could have started this whole quarantine thing and be 100% on the ball with every single thing in line. We all have to learn. So good for you. Yeah. And, and I thought by sharing that story, mm-hmm. I mean, it would let other moms and dads know like it's okay to say I screwed this up. Yeah. Um, I thought I was more on top of it than I was. And the teacher and I together figured out a way that he could be more successful Mm -hmm. because the packets that he has to have done by Monday night are, you know, a couple inches thick, but you know, they're big. I, some of them are just, you read a page and then you answer some questions and you know, it's not, he'll be fine. Um, uh, but it's, it will all, we'll get through it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think it's important to let parents know, like, just do the best you can. We're all going to get through this together somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, go teachers, really go teachers. Cause I, I, I need, I need them back, Ron. I need them back. (laughs) I think, you know, some some ways to survive if you're working from home with your kids there is be realistic. You know, maybe set expectations on the front end. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. So, you know, during the hours of nine to five, that is our work time. If if you need something, obviously, we're here for you and we'll help you. But you may have to wait. I may not be able to drop what I'm doing at that moment and jump in and help you. Um, the other thing that I have found is I have done the quote emergency drill type, which is what you do is you say, okay, when the phone rings, what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to yell. You're not supposed to, you know, decide to make the dogs run up and down the stairs, which they were doing at (laughs) six o'clock this morning. Um, you're not supposed to, um, you know, argue with your sister, 
we're, we're supposed to be quiet when, when there's a phone call or there's right. an important Skype meeting that you can't, that's not the time to express yourself. Mm-hmm. That's for later. <laughs> okay. Very good. Um, if, if I have the door shut and I say, I, you know, I'm going to be in the bedroom, I'm on an important phone call, or I've got to complete this. That's not the time where as much as I love each and every drawing you make me, that's not the time that you bang on the door until I open it so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I love those. Those are so, I do. And I save all of their artwork. I have bins and bins, Ron, of everything and I cherish them. But <laughs> as much as I want to look at it at that moment, sometimes it makes me feel like I'm a bad parent when I say, I, I, can we just wait a little bit? And it's not me rejecting. So I feel like I'm rejecting them and I'm pushing them away. I'm not, I'm just postponing. I'm mm-hmm. just postponing. Like I'm not... I'm not pushing them away. The other thing is, is that I do use incentives as well. Um, Fortnite time, screen time. Right. Um, sometimes uh, the kids will want to make a cake. And so they'll make a cake. Uh, I've also, with my three oldest, uh, once a week, each one of them is now responsible for making dinner for everybody. Very good. So I figure out how to cook. At the same time, I'm giving them a responsibility, and then I'm also taking something out of my to-do list and handing it to them. Right. And they're very creative, and they've done a great job so far. And I will be, I mean, they're making these elaborate meals. I'd be happy with hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. Right. You know, as long as I don't have to cook it, I'm, I'm happy. Like, <laughs> I'm good. I'd be happy with cereal. Like, it's, it's, it's but they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. We have a designated area for our, quote, home office. But if a, if somebody didn't, I, I would designate it, maybe part of the kitchen table, or if you have a desk area and that's your stuff, you know, our kids would start to come over to my desk and grab a pen and grab this and grab that. And it's, it's not a free for all. Like that's my office space. You wouldn't walk into my office at our actual location and just start pulling pens off. Right. That's not okay to do. It's not appropriate. No. Uh, the other thing is, is that I will find myself um, I work nine to five, but I will often find myself, you know, if, if I have a kid that's having a hard day or there's something going on, I will make sure that, you know, I just work after they go to bed. So the times I'm working are, are crazy. I mean, I'll be sending out emails at midnight and really trying to, you know, catch up because again, I don't want to be that parent that's constantly harping on them because they're having a hard time too. This yeah. isn't easy for anybody. You know, check off lists. I'm one of those people where I love lists. I will put something on a list just to check it off because then I feel like I'm accomplishing more. <laughs> right. And planning ahead, you know, working on the weekends uh, and giving myself a little bit of slack. Mm-hmm. Like I still feel really guilty about my son's work, but at the same time, he's only in third grade. Hopefully this will be something he forgets. He could do it again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's not do it again. Do third grade Um, again. Okay, fair enough. You know, I we've got all these kids that are so active, and and we're in Arizona, so there we have a pool. And I'm thinking, okay, come on, warm up, warm up. And you know, it's it's warm here. It's going to be in the 90s. Well, my almost nine year old was like, yes, and is jumping in the pool. And I'm thinking, it's freezing. He doesn't care. (laughs) You know, so so I will, you know, take some my laptop out there and, and sit there while he's, you know, in the pool because he doesn't. He thinks it's fun. Right. So, you know, pool time is, is another incentive. Um, 
I don't think it'd be an incentive to go in that freezing pool, but apparently... Okay, kids are more resilient when it comes to that, certainly. Right. You know, with teenagers, I think we can increase our expectations Mm -hmm. in general and have them help clean. I know you and I talked about this earlier, and part of my hesitation with having teenagers clean is is the complaining and the arguing and the negotiating Mm -hmm. and the well, I did that last time. Why can't she do it? And when you have the essential Brady Bunch, which is what we do, three girls and three boys, um, you, you get all kinds. Right. You get all While kinds it should be easy, you think, oh, I've got this huge staff that can <laughs> clean everything. But uh, when they're teenagers, they don't want to do it. So it is a, it's, you know, tooth and nail just to get them to clean the bathroom after they've peed on the seat or whatever. Right. <laughs> And when you have two teenage boys and two teenage girls, yes, Mm -hmm. um, it it can be, it can be a challenge. I think allowing them to uh, manage their own schoolwork. um, I know that we have allowed some of our kids who are self-motivated and responsible to allocate which time they want to do their homework. Like they don't have to do it first thing in the morning. Whereas Mm -hmm. I have two other ones that they don't get to choose the time. They start at nine o'clock. And that has to be done. Now that is one of them is my almost nine-year-old prior to anything else. That has to come first. Different children are different, you know, so that's how that's got to be because some children react very well to a structured, you know, okay, 9 a.m. I've got to do my homework. I've got to do this where others are like, you know what? I work better if I can do it later in the afternoon. I can get a couple of things that I want to do done, and then I will go and do it. But if they're not disciplined enough to go do it, then you've got to set up that structure, certainly. Yep, and and catch it on the front end, unlike mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that uh, I have just about started, um, actually we're starting this week, is there are things that, that teenagers can do to help our business. So... Uh, they, they can put labels on envelopes. They can help uh, uh, burn DVDs uh, that we have created um, for some agency materials. And they're going to start helping with that because I think they need to feel like they're contributing. And I need them to feel like they're contributing. Right. <laughs> like a sense of accomplishment always helps. Yeah, these are all good ideas. Thank you. Another thing that we did uh, for social distancing and quarantining is my daughter really, really is struggling with the one that is that works and she's really having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Some, some of our kids are fine and they're homebodies anyway, but uh, my 17 year old is really having a tough time just staying at home. And so uh, one of her best friends lives about five houses down. What we have allowed her to do is she goes down the street with a mask on. And she sits on the sidewalk on the opposite side of the street and they'll talk for an hour to two hours back and forth and just be able to physically see each other. And if it's working for her, that's great. Yeah. She says, mom, really a mask? And I said, yes, because if she sneezes and the wind blows, just wear the mask. Just (laughs) please for me. Come on. Well, I got to say another thing that's a blessing in this time of the coronavirus is that it is 2020 and Can you imagine 1987 and all of a sudden your teenage life has been cut off completely? All you have is a rotary phone on the wall. I mean, they've got FaceTime, they've got Zoom, they've got computers, they've got video games that they can play together, even with not being in the same room. I mean, thank God for all of this stuff 
to help them get through this because otherwise I can't imagine what it would have been like no, when I was so in high many school. Companies are offering, you know, free, um, like the educational programs that they can go on. Mm-hmm. I know Cox has said for low income families that can't afford the internet, they're allowing it for children that are under the age of 17. Like so many people in the community are allowing, um, you know, Disney is bringing out movies sooner on the Disney channel. So right. I think that everyone's trying to help. And I think that that's, us being united and coming yeah. together. And I think that's great. But just acknowledging for, for teenagers that this is, you know, anxiety, their anxiety is normal. And it's, it's normal to grieve that you're not with your friends every day mm-hmm. and you're missing your teachers and you're missing just being away from the house. Uh, you're missing being able to go to, you know, circle K and, and get snacks and, mm-hmm. and that kind of, that kind of stuff. And, you know, as adults, if we're having a hard time, I think stepping back and recognizing that they're having a hard time is important. And I have to remind myself of that too, because I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, my husband and I are running a business and we've got all these kids and, you know, we're dealing with all these, you know, situations and they're just as important and their lives are just as important to them as our Mm -hmm. lives are as important to us. And, you know, it's really funny. Um, when you read online some of the parents and the comments that they're making about how frustrated they are with the, with the kids, because I have to say I'm there at times. Like I, I get it. I get it. I, I'm laughing with you, not at you because right. I can relate and I understand and um, don't look back at this and judge yourself because you know, it's, it's a hard time. It's a hard time. Uh, and lastly, one thing that's really important is, April is Child Abuse Prevention and Awareness Month. There was a county called Tiff County Council on Child Abuse, and they're working to raise awareness during COVID and the shelter-in-place orders. Mm -hmm. In the midst of this outbreak of COVID-19, many families find themselves facing many of the risk factors for child abuse and neglect. Parental stress, economic instability, food insecurity, lack of adequate child care, and lack of normal routines. And so really just be cognizant of what's going on and don't let yourself get stressed about things that you don't need to stress about. And hopefully, uh, you know, a lot of people in the social work field, and I can say this for being in the social work field, are concerned that having, you know, families and children isolated and not getting a break and not getting a time out from each other, that there will be increased rates of abuse and neglect. And, you know, prior to uh, the pandemic outbreaking, children would go to school and teachers and other people could see what was going on and if there was a problem. And unfortunately, because there's no other eyes on some children that may be at risk, it's a concern. I think that we really have to make sure that parents are equipped to navigate these uncharted waters. I, I know that there was a study done a long time ago where when parents would pick up their kids from school, they would hand the parents peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they had found that during this time, the child abuse rates dropped in that particular study. Because when we're hungry and we're rushed and maybe our blood sugar is a little bit low, we're not always at our best. Right. And maybe that's when we're more prone to making choices we wouldn't normally make. And so I think that it's important to, as a parent, take care of yourself. And it's like the airplane analogy. 
you know, you can't put the oxygen mask on your child first. You have to put it on yourself first and mm -hmm. then you can help your child because you're no help to your child if you're passed out. So it, it's important to, to really make sure as a parent that you're doing your self-care and you are the best that you can be because that's how you can be the best parent. What is some advice that you would give, Ron? Um, I find, well, obviously my son, 26 years old and he's out of the house, so we don't have to deal with the family thing. But I do find that with me and Lisa, honestly, we've been self-quarantined for a few years now because this is just how we live. We work from the house and we have for a long time. So this isn't too abnormal, but I do know that we have our own spaces. She has an office I have my own office that I'm talking to you from right now, and that's been incredible. So, I, you know, to try and help other families, I was thinking, you know, if you can make, like, you've got seven kids plus two adults, and if you can make one space a room where people can get away from everybody else and be alone and use that and say, okay, you guys got to take shifts, obviously, but if there's a place that you can go and whether it's read or play video games and just be away from everybody for an hour at a time, then maybe that will help to alleviate some of that stress as long as you can keep them from fighting over. If you have a schedule that says, OK, Aiden's got the room this hour, you know, Logan's got it this hour and just go through everybody. Maybe that would help. I, I don't really have great advice, but I do know that our separation, our areas that we can go has helped us to, we just thrive. I mean, and then we enjoy our time together more because we're not forced to constantly be on each other's backs. I think that, I think that's really good advice. I think that's really good advice. So we are going to get through this with our listeners, Ron. We're going to get through this time and mm -hmm. hopefully at the next recording, um, we will have flattened the coronavirus curve. Very good. And everybody will be on the mend. So let's hope for that. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona Families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.